Welcome to Finding Solace. Bidam. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Solace. Today, I am here with a special guest, Sarah Masaki. Would you like to introduce yourself? What's up? <laughs> so today's episode is going to be a part of the Growing Up mini-series on the podcast. If you aren't familiar with the Growing Up series, it's basically me inviting people of all different backgrounds and cultures to share their experiences growing up. If you guys haven't seen the first episode, which is Growing Up Korean American, definitely go check that out. That was a pretty fun episode. Yeah, it's pretty lit. I really like that podcast episode. I had four guests on that, so. (laughs) I was editing that. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) That was... (sighs) Susan's facial expression went from like, like happy to like, oh my god. (laughs) That was a two-hour recording. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. One, it was my first ever, like, podcast with people. So, like, of course, that just... Anyways. And then, because there were so many people, like, everyone had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. So, like, whenever two people talk at the same time, the audio just cuts out completely. Oh. And it was a process. <laughs> Dang, mad respect. But, Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about growing up Japanese. So on a scale of 1 to 10, Sarah, how well do you think you're connected with Japanese culture? Uh, to be honest, I'm really not. I think I, like, I used to go to Japanese school when I was little, and it was, like, on Saturdays. And it teaches you the same thing that they teach you in schools in Japan. So we'll get textbooks from Japan. God dang, was that school expensive, though. <laughs> and <laughs> I really had a good time. But my grades were always garbage because I'd show up and, like, I would just play. And it's, like, a rule to not speak English there. And I spoke English like a gangsta that I was. And <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was such a bad student. And I had a lot of fun. Like, they do um, – there's a sports festival. But it's, like, every October or something, we do a sports festival. That was probably my favorite time of the year. It's so much fun. It's so aggressive, too. We do this, like, tire pulling. And, oh, my God, I'm, like, the aggressive little girl. So I was, like, yanking girls. I'm, like, give me that tire. Give me that tire. It was so much fun. To, like, just, like, tackle people, my favorite activity as a child. I sound so crazy right now, but it was so much fun. Dude, I didn't know there were, like, schools for, like, like, I went to Chinese school when I was younger. But then there's, like, Korean school, too. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, I thought it was just Japanese. I was, like, I'm special. Same. And there's like Indian school as well. And I'm like, yeah, what the heck? But as you said, I did not try. <laughs> I really did not. We had like spelling tests each class, and you're supposed to study the vocab, but like I didn't study the vocab. And then so I would cover my paper and scribble on it. Yo, I cheated on the kanji test. And I, I, this is what I did. I put a wrap of crinkled paper with like the words on it. And then I would put it in between my legs and I would go like this during the test or put my head on the desk and look like sleepy and right. Obviously I got caught. Like, I don't know what was I thinking. <laughs> so yeah, I got a zero on that, but I didn't know any of the kanji. So dab on them. <laughs> so the teacher after class, or teacher, when she saw me doing that, she's like, let's talk after class. I'm like, <laughs> oh frick. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, I quit Japanese school after sixth grade. I was, like, so done. I was like, 
bro, why do I have to learn Japanese? I live in America. Who cares? I, I think I regret, if I regret anything from the past, that's my biggest regret is <laughs> quitting Japanese school because it was really fun. And I made a lot of friends there in the night. Now I stopped talking because they live in like or something. So I miss them. And I miss actually speaking Japanese. Now I can't even speak Japanese to people because my accent is so heavy. It's so bad. And I took Japanese in high school. And also a good experience. I had a lot of fun. But it's like when people ask me to help, I'll be so embarrassed. I'm like, oh, you're asking the wrong person, bro. Like my Japanese, not it. <laughs> it's like probably like third grade level in Japan. Like I can read up to like maybe second or third grade level. Honestly, like my Chinese level is just my accent is so bad i i felt that bro the accent hurts <laughs> yeah and like some people like some of my mom's friends their children has like never officially learned chinese they just like talk with their parents and their accents are like they don't have an accent I'm like how is that possible yeah there's a japanese uh camp called oin camp that i go to since i've been going there since i was like four and it's really fun but you're not allowed to speak english and I like now I counsel kids, so I have to like, you know, take care of these uh, little brats, bro, and <laughs> uh, like, you know, watch them play and tell them what to do in Japanese. And sometimes their accents are so much better than mine. And then they're like six years old, and I'm like, oh, this is so embarrassing. They're better at Japanese than I am, and I keep on making mistakes in Japanese. And there's this thing called Kancho in Japan. I don't know if you heard of it, but it's like they. It's, it's gonna sound so weird, but like they poke your butt it's like a thing like little kids so i'd get that that would happen to me all the time i don't counsel kids i end up becoming one of the kids because i'm like you know having too much fun with them because i love kids and, and i'm like they're like give me a piggyback ride and i'm like of course how could i say no to you you're so cute and then i'm so tired by the end of the day oh my <laughs> honestly the same thing that happens with camp like i work at a summer camp over the summer wait duh <laughs> a summer camp over the summer so the kids there are like five to 12 and as much as I love them they're sometimes just brutally honest oh (laughs) so like you know my I have acne and then they just look at me and they're like what do you have growing on your face like what is that they they did that to my sister they they be young savages the little kids I know I was like I mean they don't know better but just yeah it kind of hurts (laughs) I get you. Like they're like, how come you look like a boy? And I'm like, oh, just let it go, please. Yeah. I have short hair, and that's it. <laughs> Literally, I've been roasted so many times during camp. Yeah, same. <laughs> if you like that, I guess little children are scary, but they're also cute. I know, but Japanese is one of I think the hardest language to learn. Mm, no, I thought. I guess so. It's like the complete opposite of English. You know, the grammar structure is complete opposite. You have to learn like three alphabets. Although it's kind of easy, though. And, yeah, I guess it's hard. I mean, there's so many freaking kanji, bro. I'm so bad at it. It's just, like, I cannot memorize them for my life. You know, shapes and stuff, numbers and stuff. Don't even. So, yeah, I guess that's hard. <laughs> it is hard. Was there a time you've ever felt, like, really proud being a Japanese? Mm, no, it's proud being Japanese. I think, okay, so I grew up in area, which is, like, the last Japanese immersion school in, I think, like, our area. And I was always proud of being Japanese just because, oh, first of all, I got, like, clout. I got major clout for being Japanese. They're like, yeah, Sarah's cool because she's fluent in Japanese, bro. Like, don't mess with her. 
I remember like bragging to second graders when I was in first grade, going like, you can't speak Japanese like I can. Yeah, I was that <laughs> kid, bro. So annoying. <laughs> yeah, but I was definitely proud growing up. And then I guess in middle school, I was, I think I'm very fortunate to go to diverse schools um, growing up. So I never struggled with like hiding my identity. Like I remember hearing on the last, like the Korean episode, it's like they were afraid of like showing their food during lunch. I never felt that because they're like, oh my God, your bentos are so cute. And like, maybe someone said, oh, it smells like fish. Oh, well, okay, freaky, bro. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> your own sandwiches and crackers or something. And I'll eat my delicious food that my mom works hard to make because I'm proud of my food. <laughs> so, yeah. Honestly, some kids have like peanut butter jelly sandwiches and they're roasting <laughs> like a full course lunch meal. I'm like, yeah, like, you, sm- you, you don't like the smell of fish? Okay, eat your plain crackers and leave me alone. <laughs> Makes me so mad. There's this lunchable that is literally crackers, ham, cheese crackers. And yeah. I'm like, how is that a lunch? Actually, I remember asking my parents for that. I was like, I want to try it. And I had it once, and I was like, I'll never try it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, not roasting people who like that. Like, if you like that, that's, that's you know, it's for you. It's just not for me, bro. When I was a kid, I tried all the lunchables. Not ooh, to flex or ooh, anything. Ooh. Not to flex, but I tried every single <laughs> lunchable. How was it? What would you rate them, you know? So, the one that I hate the most is the cracker ham cheese one. Yep. Literally, I don't understand the point of that. That is, like, a snack, not a lunch. Mm, facts. And then the next one would be the pizza one. Like, it's literally a cold pizza. I don't understand the point of that. But my favorite, it used to be the sandwich one where you, like, make your own sandwich and stuff. Like, I tried that a while back, and I'm like, that is so gross. <laughs> the bread is so dry, and then the meat is so, uh I don't know why I liked it, but I just liked it. I think it's because they had a powdered drink that went with it. Oh, yeah. The powdered drink was where it's at. The Kool-Aid, I really liked. Loved the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And then the chicken nuggets one was also really good, and the nacho one was also really bomb thebomb.com exactly oh speaking of food uh-huh are there any like memorable japanese snacks or like favorite japanese food that you like actually this is perfect because yesterday i just went to a japanese supermarket in so long and it's because there's not i guess there's a bigger community than there's here and bro I got some Japanese snacks and I devoured it in the car. It was so good. I got the, was it shukuribu? I don't know how to, it's like the pastry with cream inside. It's like the puff pastry. You know what I'm talking about? I think, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's like puffy and then there's cream inside and it's very yummy. Okay, and I had that. It's a gigantic one too. Oh wait, is it like kind of curly like a cone? No, it's, oh, I don't know how to describe it. It's. A shoe, a shoe pastry. I'm not doing this well. <laughs> and then they pipe like a custard in the middle. And it's like round shaped. It's like almost circle, but flat at the bottom. Anyway, I ate that and it was, I hadn't eaten that for like five years. The Japanese sweets. It's like, it's not just like American sweets. It tends to be just like sweet, very not nuanced, just one flavor, very sugar. Not nuanced. <laughs> not nuanced. Okay, but Japanese, I don't know how they do it. But they're snacks. It's just it's not just one flavor. It's sweet, yes, but it's like it's so many. It's it's very soft, you know. It's light and it's, it just feels good in your tummy. Melts <laughs> in your mouth. It's amazing. Food review. <laughs> I read it five out of five. That one dollar pastry that I bought. 
I unfortunately have not tried a lot of Japanese snacks. They look so good, though. Like, sometimes I see them at, like, H Mart or even in some American stores, and I'm like, you know what I do love? What? I like haichu. Yeah, haichu. That's, like, the one that everybody... I remember getting so much clout in school for handing out haichu. I was the popular person for the haichu, you know. My favorite one is probably green apple. Green apple is pretty lit. Oh, really? I like the mango one. Ooh, yeah. The tropical flavors are also nice. One thing I'm kind of annoyed of is, like, people saying, like, do you like sushi if you're Japanese? And I'm like, well, there's also a lot of foods that are not sushi. And no, I don't like sushi because I don't like the taste of raw fish. It kind of actually depends. If it's sashimi, like, high-quality fish, I'll eat that any day, bro. Like, that. there's one day at Wegmans, they do a fish auction from Japan, bro. My grandma went there. I think she spent like $500. Like she auctioned for that. And then she's like old. So then she always wants the option, you know, like, like um, old people usually, you know, respect for the elders, right? So my grandma's like, give me this one. And they're like, yes, ma'am. It was so lit. And we had the best sashimi in America ever, bro. It was so lit. But yeah, Wegmans gets really crowded that day. So many Asians, there's all like, they want that fish. I never knew that. I didn't know that until like very recently. But yeah, watching my grandma want that fish. I've never seen her with so much passion in her eyes. <laughs> I can imagine it. I want that fish. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Grandma, chill, bro. But I think I tried raw fish last year for the first time ever. How was it? I tried raw tuna and raw salmon. Mm, <laughs> I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I hate it. Yeah, I think that's what's me too. Like, the texture is just weird. It's like... It's like uh, chewy and soft and not nice <laughs> in your mouth, I guess. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's. it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you mean, bro. I'm not a biggest fan of sushi. The one food that foreigners like hate, like that Japanese, is natto, which is like fermented beans and it's very stringy. And you put, my mom puts on rice. She loves it, but my dad ate it and he like, this was, so my, when my mom and my dad were dating, this is a story they always tell me. My mom fed him natto. They're like, oh, this is something I really like. And my dad was like, okay, I'll try. And then he ate it. And he was like, give me one second. So he runs to the bathroom, pukes like crazy, and comes back and he's like, I'm never eating that again. <laughs> yeah, that's a very romantic date, by the way. You know? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no, bro. People hate it. It's like, my dad's like, it's actually mucus, bro. It doesn't taste great. I, have, I had it once in like second grade. I actually liked it because I was a mad lad growing up. But now I look at it and I'm like, it's kind of gross looking. It, so if you're listening to this, you should Google it because it's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> natto. Not natto is. Mm-hmm. I always feel bad like pronouncing. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> During the pronunciation. Bro, sometimes I'm like, I cringe at myself in pronouncing some things like Japanese, like manga. Like I, I pronounce it like manga. And I'm like, ooh, why can't I just say manga like everybody else does? <laughs> like wasabi like i pronounce it that way because if i pronounce it the other way i cringe at myself i'm like oh stop stop <laughs> you know what's the other way wasabi yeah i like cringe at myself because i have like a really bad accent i'm like why am i trying to be so like japanese i'm not even that japanese bro my parents always like roast me for being like the banana you know like asian on the outside but white in the inside you know because mm-hmm. i both of my parents are japanese my dad's from hawaii and he's like third gen or something so he's like basically white bro like <laughs> He went to the University of Rochester, and now his voice is like, if you talk to him on the phone, you'd think he would be Caucasian, because, like, he can't even speak Japanese, so I'm, like, not risking my dad, he just doesn't know Japanese. So, basically, I grew up, like, American, very American. 
What about Japanese shows? Did you grow up watching any of them? Oh, yeah, Japanese TV. Like, I always see like memes about that. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I'm not gonna deny it's weird, bro. But I love watching it. It's just like mindless entertainment, and it's so fun to watch. There's one show I love to watch. Is I think it's every New Year's. Um, they get rich people and they feed them like, or they'll have challenges like, how rich are you? Are you actually rich or not? And they'll give you like really high quality food, and then they'll give you like the shitty version of that same food. Like, okay, so wagyu beef, and then like regular steak, and they'll be like, they blindfold them, and then the rich people will eat it. And then they guess which one is like the high quality. And then one time they had an orchestra come in. One was like a very famous, like the the national orchestra. One was like some random ass high school orchestra. And then they had to guess which one was. It's so funny. Like there's a celebrity on it, and he was like, he's like in a rock band, and he was talking about the describing the high school orchestra, and he was like, sounded like a palace. They were amazing. So I bought this, and he was so wrong, and it was really funny. So that's my favorite show, I guess. I love watching it with my family. Dang, I want to watch it. That sounds entertaining. It is very entertaining. Yeah. Um, I guess Japanese dramas. I grew up on a lot of them, like um, Boys Over Flowers. I think that's like really popular all over Asia. And then, oh, I, I think I watched that show like three times or four times. Like I love that show so much. Except for like the second season's kind of garbage. But <laughs> like getting Japanese shows though, it's not like Korean dramas where you can get on like Netflix or anything. Like we've had to illegally download everything that my mom wants to watch. Yeah, I'm a. My family's like you know edgy like that. <laughs> Were there any like shows that you watched as a kid, like any childhood cartoons? Oh yeah, I definitely watch anime. I watched that anime. It's so weird now to see like very mainstream. So I just thought it was like non American thing, but I did watch like Doraemon. I think that's popular. Mm-hmm. I really loved that show growing up. And Crayon Shinchan, I love that show more than anything. I have like fifty volumes of that manga. It's so funny. It's, like, if Americans read it, they'd be like, what's wrong with Japanese? Because, like, this is, like, a five-year-old showing his pee-pee on, like, the manga. <laughs> it's, like, literally so weird. He, like, yeah, he, like, strips, like, every, like, every <laughs> every chapter. But he is so ingrained in Japanese culture. He is so cute, too. Like, oh, this sounds so weird. Like, he's stripping, and then he's so cute. No, I'm not a weirdo. It's just, like, the manga is very funny. No, I also grew up watching that show. Like, I feel like they translate it into, like, Korean, Chinese, yeah. and all of that. And literally... I never thought too much about it. Like, every single episode, he shows his butt. (laughs) Yeah, it's like literally every episode. What do you mean? He shows his butt every episode, bro. And like, I never thought too much about it. And then I saw like American shows. I'm like, so this is not the norm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is my childhood. And and then people like crapping on Kreshichan. I'm like, how dare you? Like, this show is amazing. And the movies, Kreshichan movies. Like, yeah, she's still like, you know, makes pee pee jokes and stuff. But, like, those movies actually get me on another level. Like, there was one movie came out 2018, I think. And I watched it on the airplane. But I remember watching it and I was sobbing, bro. Because, okay, well, first of all, I cry a lot when I watch movies. Like, I remember on the way to Korea, I was crying and I was sitting next to Grace. But we were watching Big Hero 6 and I was sobbing. It was like when Baymax said bye-bye and I was sobbing, bro. No, literally, that is the saddest scene Facts. ever. Facts. And he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, no, Baymax. I'm like, sobbing. Baymax is my favorite Disney character ever. I would do anything for Baymax. Baymax so adorable. And when he said bye, it hurt like no tomorrow. But yeah. But anyway, the Crayon Shinchan movies, they actually tend to be a lot more... Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm analyzing Crayon Shinchan or anything, but like I think they're very good family movies. Like They're good for parents watching as well. Because uh, Crayon Shinchan, if you don't know, is like a story about a family. It's also about like the main character and his friends when they're kids. But it's also a very important emphasis on his family. 
So I think that's a part that really gets me. Like that movie was mostly about like motherhood and like just watching that, I was like, oh, this is how I feel with my mom. Like I have conflicts with her, but I love her so much. And I was like sobbing. They do a great job with the movies. Mm-hmm. In a lot of the episodes, like he's always fighting with his mom or he's always fighting with his dad. And like sometimes they just pull like a sappy scene. And mm-hmm. because he fights so much with his family, like that scene just kind of hits hard. Yeah, I think it's much more relatable than like I don't know, like family kid family shows because like the family's always get along in the like in America. I guess I'm not gonna like assume all shows, but like Cranshin Chan, they show like banter and you know wake up you stupid child and stuff like that, and that's probably more accurate I think, and that's why I can relate to Cranshin Chan more than like family shows here. He always gets hit by his mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bumps on his head is so funny. I'm like, whoa, this is literally my mom. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, this mom crazy. And then now I'm watching it and I was like, this is my mom. <laughs> and this will be me if I become a mom too. It's so funny. Was there a time where you didn't feel proud of being Japanese? Um, So when I went to Korea, you know, obviously like, there was a time where Korea and Japan didn't get along very well. Like very recently, there's like a no Japan movement. And I saw like some posters about that. And at the time, I didn't really know about like imperialism like Japanese imperialism and uh I'm not like gonna chat on Japan like I love Japan even though I'm not very Japanese and I just was like finding out about that that was like kind of I think I had a false expectation about Japan I thought they were like the perfect country you know like no crime or basically no crime and then I found out about their history and then how they didn't really teach it like I never got taught about it I learned about it on my own or from my friends and I guess that was when I was like I mean I was never not proud of being Japanese but I was just like oh that was not cool you know I can't like Japanese own up to what happened I guess oh my god this is like such a hot take I'm gonna get destroyed <laughs> yeah I thought it was I don't know I was kind of disappointed I don't know who I was just disappointed in general I guess I was also kind of disappointed in myself for being ignorant but I'm like how can you help ignorant if you just don't know things I guess what matters is like are you willing to learn after that mm-hmm. my grandparents are always like are there any Japanese people at your school like don't talk to them and stuff and like okay I understand because they actually went through like yeah. all the wars and like all that and I understand it but like I don't I don't give up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I get you bro my mom is like I don't think she's ever serious about it but she's always like roasting <laughs> Koreans she's like oh that Korean in front of me taking so long to put the gas in her car like oh stupid Korean so lazy I'm like mom mom chill <laughs> chill please <laughs> yeah so I think that's a I think just an Asian family sometimes yeah. They just roast every other Asian bro. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I honestly don't care if you're Japanese, Korean. I'll talk to you. Yeah, we can be friends. We're, we're talking right now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think like the Korean exchange program was very eye opening for me. Like just, just like I came into Korea thinking, oh, this is gonna be Japan part two. You know, I'm like you know, it's very similar. I thought, but no, not at all. It was completely different. They had their own thing, and I was like shocked. I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. So it was a great experience, and. I mean, even as a Japanese, I learned, like, things about my own country through that experience, and I thought that was cool. I really want to do one. It sounds so cool. It was pretty fun. But I think it's kind of dead at not gonna lie. I think, like, something happened, now it's not happening anymore, which is sad. My sister was supposed to go this year, and then she can't, obviously. I heard it's because the Korean students, like, have to pay extra or something? Yeah, they have to pay, like... I think it's like four or five times more than we did. Like we paid a thousand dollars to go on a trip and then we like toured Korea and come out. Plane tickets themselves are two thousand dollars. Like they're definitely covering some of our costs, you know. I was like, yeah, so I think it's also a little bit unfair. No cap. So sad I didn't go. 
there's always opportunities in college and stuff. Honestly, if I could like study abroad in college. Yeah, that's bro, that's like my one driving factor for choosing colleges. Do they have a good study abroad program? Yeah. Would you ever want to live in Japan when you're older? Oh, I I actually really want to because my grandma, she lives in a very good place. She lives right in the like Tokyo. Like she lives like three stations from downtown Tokyo. So probably where she lives right now, Misashi Sakai, very valuable land. We should not sell that. Mom, don't sell the land. <laughs> and I remember, oh, so uh, another thing is like, I used to go to Japan every summer and we stopped going because it got expensive, but um, my grandma lives right across the street elementary school. And I went to elementary school, the Japanese, like the actual Japan elementary school from first to sixth grade, no, preschool to sixth grade. And it's a very different experience, yeah. From American school. Like, I think in the Korea, like the episode with the Korean Americans, they said that they clean. Yeah, after lunch, we do all the cleaning. And you know how you do like the towel pushing on the ground and stuff? Mm-hmm. They go so fast, bro. I was like, I would like like destroy my knees because I'd fall so much. And they were like, like at the speed of light. And I'm like, ah, it was so interesting. And I guess there's a lot more freedom in like Japan because you don't have to drive or ask your parents to hang out. And like, I remember hanging out with like uh, friends, friends. I've, I've never really got close to anybody because they kind of just always treated me like a foreigner. But I didn't like hang out with people after school. And then I would like hang out with my family afterwards and they'd be hanging out by themselves until like 9 p.m. And I was all shocked. I was like, oh, you're like five years old and you're outside at 9 p.m. by yourself. Yeah, it's crazy. My mom would never. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even allowed to go out now like when, I'm, when it's really late. So I also went to like an actual Chinese school when I was very little. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anything from it, but I remember this one little dude, he was like, I don't know what happened, but he like either took something of mine or like I took something of his and he like scratched my face oh. and then I was just kind of like in shock. And then the teacher for some reason called my aunt who was taking care of me at that time. And then my grandma also came and then she started just roasting the teacher, <laughs> roasting the little kid and roasting the little kid's mom was like, why would you scratch my granddaughter like that? Grandma Savage, though. <laughs> Apparently, I still have the scar from it. Oh, bro, that's scary. But I don't even remember what happened. Like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But then my grandma just started yelling at the teacher. <laughs> you know, if you ever meet him again, just call me and I'll beat him up for you. I'll scratch him in the face for you. <laughs> but yeah, I think another thing was like, there's a lot more bullying in Japan schools. Like, um, I don't know if it's culture or anything, but... At least in the school I went to, there was, like, there was, oh, I remember, there was, like, a kid, who like, grabbed someone's, like, okay, so we have, like, pencil boxes, but it's, like, cute pencil boxes with designs on it, and he would, like, grab somebody's, and he would throw it on the ground and break it, and I remember just helping him pick up the stuff, like, you know, I was, like, that's kind of a butt face move, so I was picking up the stuff, and then I remember the bully and his friends were, like, you're so nice, Masaki-san, and I'm, like, uh, no, you're a butt, <laughs> I was, like, so mad, and then I remember they're trying to like stab each other with pencils. This sounds so bad, but yeah, they were trying to do that. But I don't think they're like actually trying to hurt each other. They're just like messing around. I don't know. It was just messed up. And I remember like grabbing their arms. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? I'm not trying to be like the righteous one. I'm just saying like the cultural difference. It's like, I, I'm like me as an American, I've never seen bullying like straight in my face like that. So I was like, what the heck are you doing? And they're like, oh, Masaki-san, this is, we're just playing around. And I'm like, no, you're trying to stab each other with pencils. What are you talking about? <laughs> I remember there's this after-school program. It's kind of like SAC. There's um, Asobe, which is called at my school. And there's some, but I was like in second grade. And this is some butt-faced sixth grader. 
and I don't know, he had something against me and my sisters. I remember he would like call me things in Japanese. And then I remember one time he like threw a plastic plate at me and it shattered everywhere. And I was like, bro, what was that? And I don't remember like being scared. I remember being hurt. I was like, why are you so annoying? And then there was like teachers right there watching it happen. And they were like, oh, but this kid, he has like family problems at home and very sympathetic towards him. I'm like, bro, like he's like messing with the foreigners. Can you like make him chill? And and I remember telling my parents and then they called them up and they still didn't do anything about it. So I was like, why? <laughs> I was so confused. And then my mom was like, no, I called my dad about it because he was in America and I was calling my dad. And he was like, why don't you just curse at them in English? And I was like, yo. So I did. And I had so much power. They probably had no idea what I was saying, but I was like, you B, get away from me, bruh. And me and my sister were like, beep, beep, beep. And they were just like, you're so weird. I bet they were like, huh? So yeah, they like backed off, which is great. I guess words are powerful. <laughs> they just thought we were weird, to be honest. They're like, what are they saying? <laughs> yeah. But I did have a, I really enjoyed it. Especially my favorite year was second grade, even though I got bullied that year. It was like, I made the closest friends. I stayed there for three months. So, because it was the whole summer break and I made a lot of good friends. I was friends with the boys. I was also like a tomboy growing up. So I was friends with the boys in this Japan school. So I played soccer with them. And I remember I was, oh, good memory. I was eating lunch and I hated milk growing up. So I drank milk. I spilled it all over myself. And they laughed at me so bad. And then at the end, they wrote like a page about like, thank you for visiting us in like a tiny book. Everybody wrote a page. And I remember one of the boys wrote like, I always remember when you spill milk all over your face. Ha ha. And I'm like, thanks, bro. But it is good memories. Yeah. Japan is so advanced, though. Mm, it's like, it's a kind of like a dichotomy, I feel like. Like, there's either they're very good at it or they're very bad at it. <laughs> I'm like, I probably can't speak for everything because I'm like, you know, I haven't been there for a while. But it's like, I noticed like their trains, very nice. But other things like going to the now the doctors are also very good but like it's very bureaucratic at some points which takes forever to get things like especially with the bullying thing like they're really behind on that i don't know bullying's not chill bro like i get it you have sympathy for that kid like you should at least tell him to stop and they didn't do anything about it my mom called up they didn't do anything about it so just like that it's like slow and fast at the same time are there any stereotypes about like japanese people that you've heard that you like want to clear up or say that like it's not true Oh, I guess another thing is not all Japanese kids like anime. Like, Japanese is not, it's kind of like just in America, there's people who really like anime and people who don't really care about anime. And then there's there's a couple people who do. It's not as common. I guess it is common, but it's not as common as people think. Yes, please do not generalize. So for the last segment of today's episode, I didn't do this in the Growing Up Korean episode, but I wanted to teach the listeners a phrase in the language that we talked about in the podcast so is there any japanese phrases that you want to teach the viewers it can be a curse word it can be whatever you want it to be bro you know what's funny i don't know any curse words in like japanese i don't think but i don't know what should i teach <laughs> oh you know what one phrase my favorite phrase is gambatte in japanese because it's like you know how there's like in korea there's fighting and then in china's like jayo or something like gambare, I really like that term because just like you, you got this, you like work hard and stuff. I really like that because it's very encouraging. Word of the day, gambare. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I really like that word. It's very encouraging. That one word holds so much power. <laughs> Jaya, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh my God, I have a funny story. So there was this teacher at my middle school and then his wife was Taiwanese, but like I didn't know that. And then so I was in creative writing club and then 
I was like writing whatever story I was writing and then he came over to me and he was like reading my story and he was like he pronounced my last name and then he was first ever teacher first ever non-Chinese person that got my last name right I was like so <laughs> shook I was like what the heck and then he was like my favorite phrase is Jayo and then because I was so in shock I couldn't even like register what he was saying so I was just like staring at him blankly and he was like Jayo and I'm like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool yeah people really like like my last name Masaki because it has like a good ring to it yeah I guess so a lot of people call me by my last name for some reason the only time people get my name wrong is like during basketball games when the announcer announces my name it's always like Masakagai or Masak or something like they get it so wrong and I'm like bruh it's just Masaki like is it that hard it doesn't even sound like super Japanese <laughs> no yeah it's Masaki like looks like masaki yeah exactly like how do you get it like mass i got one one time mastikai where does the t come from bro <laughs> i was so confused i was like how can you get it that my whole team was laughing at me and i was like i didn't care like it was funny and i was just like but how bro how can you get it that wrong i do like your last name because it sounds really good like you can't do that with mine did you know i am the only one in the school with a last name that starts with an x what i did not know that Whoa, that's pretty lit. I'm not gonna lie. I think it was, I looked at Sally's yearbook or someone's yearbook, and then I was the only one in the X category. So, not to flex. Dang, girl. Thank you for letting me know. Now I know so much about you. <laughs> for your fun fact, whenever you introduce yourself, you'd be like, I'm the only X last name in the school, lame people. <laughs> I don't know about now, though, because there's like freshmen. Yeah. So, I don't know if there's any like person with an X, but. At least you can say at graduation, you're going to be the only ex last name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my personality trait. <laughs> yeah, my personality is ex. <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. It's so much fun. If you guys want more updates about this podcast, then you can head on over to the Instagram account for this podcast at Finding Souls Podcast. And if you like any of my episodes, don't be shy to hit the follow or subscribe only if you want to. You don't have to. And as always, you're welcomed here whenever and wherever. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.